This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Welcome to the Love the Star podcast. I'm Bobby Bell. Dallas Scott was insider for 105 through the fan in Dallas. Joined as always by former NFL scout, former Super Bowl winning NFL scout, Brian Broaddus. He is now the co-host of the G-Bag Nation, 2 to 7 p.m. Central, Monday through Friday on 105 through the fan in Dallas. He is also the pre and post game co-host on the Dallas Cowboys radio network. A job that he was leaning into today as we come to you guys. uh, We record this. This will probably be posted Monday morning, but we come to you on Sunday after the Cowboys pull out a 33 to 10 victory. Victory over the Carolina Panthers and Brian. I don't know about you, but you know we had talked last week about hey, this is not like an awful Panthers team. They're just not good. It's it's not like they have glaring holes that you're like this is just a terrible secondary or oh my gosh they get their receivers can't get open. It's just like they're they're just kind of okay everywhere or maybe a little below average everywhere. And as a whole, that creates a bad football team. And that's what you saw out there today was just a a bad sum of its parts. Um but ultimately I, I don't think that this was as as dominant a victory as 33 to 10 looks. Cowboys were okay today and and being okay as a team is usually enough to beat this Panthers team and that's exactly what happened. No, you're absolutely right about that, Bob. Uh, the, the Panthers helped you along the way with the personal foul penalties. You know they had uh, they were they had the ability to get off the field and they didn't do it because of some stupid penalties. Uh, you know it's that, that's that's what happens to teams. You know it, it's a veteran team. The quarterback is a rookie, of course. He's struggling right now. Uh, you know they're trying to kind of find some rhythm with him throwing the football. It's a little bit up and down for him. If I was the Carolina Panthers and when this game got close, I would have just kept running the ball. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have, you know, I said this at halftime, Bobby, and, and maybe I'm wrong. I said, I go, this game is probably over for the Panthers, but I wouldn't let it get out of hand. You know, I wouldn't, you know, and I, I didn't feel like that really that uh, Carolina running the football and the way that they got their touchdown, the way they had some good mix, you know, they they went for it on fourth down. They put themselves in some situations to to uh, to get those first downs and to get the points, you know, mm. and I thought that's how they should have kind of been playing all day, you know. I mean, they they ask their quarterback right now, and and it's hard because you see what's going on down in Houston with their quarterback. Yeah, and you know, six and four football team in Houston. It's, now. it's clearly a different, you know, it's different, and and Bryce Young is one of the most decorated quarterbacks in college football history, you know, and you look at yeah. his in the number of starts he's made and and how he's played, he doesn't look like that quarterback that played at Alabama right now. He really, really doesn't. But I don't think that Frank Reich particularly helped him much today. You know, and I I kind of felt like that, you know, there were some opportunities that they had. Uh, Dallas, I don't think if you want to, if you want to nitpick on a victory, I don't think Dallas played particularly well against the run. I, 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 I said it, you know, earlier, and I really do believe that. That you know that the the Carolina did a pretty good job of coming off the ball, and when that game got close, you know I was surprised that they you know they tried to throw the ball. I, I thought they were just going to run the football and you know and, and try and keep it close, maybe get a maybe get a stop late, and then force you know Dallas to have to do something. But 
you know, after that, after that pick six, I mean, it was pretty much over. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, this felt like a, a game that even when it got to seventeen ten, I don't, I never felt like the game was in doubt for the Cowboys. Um, I, I mean, no, they, but Carolina could have kept it. They could have kept sure. it. They, they, you, mean, didn't, they, you didn't have to lose by three touchdowns. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Now, now, what's interesting is I agree that this felt like a game where it's like, hey, if you commit to running the ball, yep. and then just moving the chains with Thielen, who the Cowboys had trouble right. covering Thielen today. Um, right. You know, if you just committed to Let's put our head down. Let's try and, and, you know, turn this into a ground game and, you know, lean on Thielen when we need to lean on, lean on that connection. Then I think they could have had some success and made this a little bit closer of a game. They, some of what they did didn't totally make sense to me on offense, um, especially because the Cowboys, I, I don't know, we'll have to go back and when we get a chance to look at the tape, we'll know this, but Brian, did you notice a couple different times where you go, okay, somebody missed their run fit. There were a couple different times. Like I remember Micah stepped up into a gap and I think Micah was in the right spot, but Micah stepped into a gap and Miles Sanders just went straight through an open hole on the other side where it's like, okay, was that Micah making a wrong read or was somebody supposed to be here in this gap that didn't fill and there was just a lane. And there were a couple different times where it's like, okay, somebody didn't, you know, fill here. It just felt like their run fits today for the Cowboys. You mentioned nitpicking, but it, it doesn't feel like a nitpick in terms of they, they win by 23. So maybe that's the nitpick aspect of it. Yeah. But I think objectively today, it looked like their run fits were not great. No, I, I think when they go back and they're not, you know, they're probably going to look at this game on the way home on the plane. And, and that's about it. You know, what corrections you're really going to have from that. But if I'm a team coming in on a short week, like the commanders are with the quality of the running backs that they have, I'm, 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 I'm just kind of probably, you know, even though their quarterback is, I believe, still leading the league in passing yards, right? If I mean, we'll see what happens. So, you know, with all that goes they on, had, with they all. had a bad loss on Sunday. Hey, he, a terrible you, loss, dude. I'm, yeah. I'm telling you, after that Giants team we saw last week, Brian, if you lose by double digits at home to that football team, people deserve to be fired. That's no, so that, bad. That, that is, been, but then the Commanders are going to change the coach and staff. They're going to yeah. everything is going to get blown out of there. Ron Rivera, you know, nice man and all that, and. But, you know, that that was a that was a terrible loss. That was a terrible loss to a bad team. And so if I know it's kind of looking forward, but I I I'm always interested to see why. I'm always interested to see why Micah Parsons didn't have numbers from one week to the next. Yeah. I'm always interested to learn why uh uh, uh Brandon Cooks has no balls thrown his way or it doesn't make any plays. I'm always interested why Terrence Steele gave up a sack or had a really good game. I'm always interested. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to do the autopsy on this thing. And I wouldn't be surprised if you're wrong. If we, you know, tomorrow morning we're watching the all 22 and you see, well, Oh, okay. Well, bell was supposed to be here. Parsons was supposed to be here. Oh wait, Clark did this. Oh, wait a minute. That Mozzie jumped around a block there. And Oh, by the way, they didn't, the safety didn't fill. You know that's yeah. how you that's how you, you that's how you understand understand why 
uh, it's always nice. It's a lot easier to make corrections when uh, you win the game. But there are some things in that running game because Carolina really, if you coming into this game, had not run the football. We're not no, not at well running. at all. Not you know they were they were less than four yards a carry. The yeah, one thing were four you, and a half today. Yeah, the one thing you knew today was that Dallas was probably going to have some success running the ball because of Carolina's defense. But I did not have Cowboy poor run defense on my bingo card today. <laughs> Didn't have that one. Yeah. You know, I, I had possibility of sacks. I had possibility of Micah Parsons bounce back game. Uh, you know, by the way, I'd be happy to, you know, to call out or ask questions about Micah Parsons if it helps him get two and a half sacks every every. Uh, <laughs> I, I, every I, I I think we'll look back at this. We'll call this the broadest game for Micah uh, Parsons. Yeah, this will be the broadest game, but yeah. and, and that's fine. But there, you know, there needs to be an autopsy on why he had no he had no numbers, no sacks against a backup tackle against a bad offensive line. Something happened along the way. You asked the question, is he slowing down? It happened to him last year. He had pressures. He just didn't have the sack numbers. Not trying to cover myself. Micah Parsons played a hell of a game today. Yeah. But to your point, there might be some things in the run defense and the fits that you mentioned that some guys that were uh, you know, that were getting upfield and getting really good pass rush. They just didn't particularly – see, th- this is the thing when you play Dallas. I don't know why – you try and throw the ball against Dallas. I just don't. Not it doesn't work out for teams. I don't. You you turn this into a passing game. You are playing right down to where they love it. You know they love lining up and causing twist stunts and causing problems for your center and causing problems for your tackle. They love that. You know, and so I I kind of anticipate as we get ready for a short week. I don't think the Commanders are going to come in here with the idea of throwing the football all over the place. But the thing the Cowboys make you do is when they score points, they make you they put you in a mode where you have to where you have to try and throw uh throw the football because you're behind in the game. And Carolina, I mean, when it was 17 to 10, I, I was surprised that Frank Wright did what he did because the game went out of hand, you know, after uh, in my opinion after the uh after the interception that uh, Bland had yeah, I think that that's when things turn around, which, by the way, Deron Bland, another pick six. That is his fourth uh, touchdown of the year. One more. And uh, he's got the NFL record. He's uh, right up there with uh, Derek Brooks uh, and the now uh, disgraced Darren Sharper uh, as as the NFL record. And so uh, a a big, big, big impact from Deron Bland this year. Was Did Eric you, Allen? Was Eric Allen one of the, I, I Eric Allen was, might be. Too. I thought it was, I, I remember, I thought it was I remember Eric. Brooks and Sharper both did it. I know that five, they had five or four, four. Nobody has five in NFL okay. history. I thought that I, for some reason, I thought it was two guys from the seventies. Uh, one of them named Kenny or Kearney. And then the other one was like, it happened in 1972. I know for a fact Brooks and Sharper have done it. They've scored okay. four interception touchdowns in the career. So maybe multiple. Those, those I, got, just- I got then I got then I got thrown off sides or drawn off sides by Wolchuk in the post game show. He said that there were two players from the seventies and then and then Eric Allen 
was the other one. I could believe was. Eric Allen did it too. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Eric Allen was a, a great football player as Maybe well. Maybe we'll look that up and find that out. But Deron Bland, another uh, fantastic performance yeah. today. Um, you know, he's been, you could make an argument that he's the team MVP, the way that he stepped up when Trayvon Diggs went out. The fact that Stefan Gilmore hasn't been quite as good as he's been in the past. The fact that Jordan Lewis has struggled, uh, you know, just what they've asked Bland to do playing inside and outside and having the impact that he's had. Um, he, he he's had made a real large impact for this defense and a real large impact for this team. We'll talk about some more of that here in just a second. You are listening to the Love of the Star podcast. The Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.